0: without benefits podcast my name is jason horton welcome to the show today i sit down and have a chat with bianca de la garza she is an entrepreneur she had her own late night show she has her own beauty line she does a whole bunch of stuff and she was super cool and down to earth she's a very cool name so i assumed i was like oh she's got some airs about her uh but no super cool very chill if i can say chill and very down to earth probably does a lot of cool stuff i don't know If she had something cool going on, like some kind of opening of something or a premiere of something, and she invited me, I'd want to be prepared, and I would be, because the Black Tux is the easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online. The Black Tux has tons of fresh, new, and complete looks, and suit essentials for all your upcoming spring events and weddings, whether it's your wedding or other people's weddings. I have only had one wedding so far, but I've gone to a lot of weddings, and you know what? I wanna go there and I wanna look fresh. Do I sound like a a narc when I say fresh? I wanna look fresh. I wanna look cool. You can take your style to a whole new level. The black tux is the one-stop shop for modern fitting suits and tuxedos at half the price at what even the budget rental companies offer. Wedding season is here, you know what I mean? I'm going to one. I'm going to one in New Orleans. And I'm really, really excited. Very excited. And I'm gonna wear the Kennedy because it looks really good. I have one really nice suit, granted. Maybe I want to show up in something different. How am I feeling? What's my vibe? What's my wife wearing? I don't know. These are the things now that I think about, and, like, maybe I don't want every picture of me in the suit to be the same suit. I want to switch it up. I can do that. And the black tux helps me out. They offer the kind of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive to buy, and you might only wear it once, like the emerald Troll tuxedo. It's funky. It's cool. But how many times, realistically, are you going to wear an emerald green tuxedo? With the Black Tux, you can do you and blow it out for your big one-time event. So try out a new look, do something different, and take your style to the next level. With the Black Tux Free Home trying, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before the event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement right away. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Shipping is free both ways. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com fwb. That's theblacktux.com fwb for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. I have a stand-up show tonight at the Ha Ha Comedy Cafe in North Hollywood, think at 8 30 excited about that um but you okay so I've been doing this podcast for a while and I I normally don't I'm like this in general I don't want to burden people with things going on or things that have got me down or or too I don't I don't know I don't want anything too dark I like to keep it pretty pretty light I don't know if you're taking a walk or you're in a commute and probably the last thing is you want to hear is this dude like I don't know talking about his feelings, but I'm going to do it because I can't not do it, I guess, this time. Um, I got a phone call. You ever get a phone call from somebody and you're like, this person never calls me. Uh, So you know, it's got to be something probably bad. And a friend of mine in New York called me and I knew why he was calling. It was can only be one thing. Uh, A mutual friend of ours passed away and uh, that had been something we'd been talking about, kind of worried about this person. Not that they needed our worry, but I just can't help. That's just, you know, who I am and who we are discussing it. And uh, a friend of mine passed away, and we you know we were roommates in New York for a couple of years. We went to, like, tons of, like, punk and hardcore shows in the city. We went to, like, CBGBs and uh, Coney Island High and, you know, all, all these amazing places um, and, you know, we, he's a very, he was a very intense dude, but a huge part of my life. And like, I, it was a time in my life where like, I was very, I don't know where I was. It wasn't great, to be totally honest with you. I was kind of living on his couch, um, but I was appreciative of that. But that's where I was at. And I was, um, it's not like I was like a kid, like it was really no excuse, but that's where I was at. And, um, you know, I, you know, I moved to California, you know, a while ago and, you know, we kind of kept in touch. It was a little bit hard to keep in touch with. And then maybe a little over a year ago, I saw—I I don't want to get too he I—he he went to jail. Um, you know, he was a—you know—a an intense dude. He Used to get in trouble all the time. Um, but he was a, a a good person because he was one of those people that I think of loyal people. You know, people are always like, "I'm so loyal," but you're not really willing to do anything. He was one of those people too. So it kind of came with the territory. You needed to take the kind of intense and hard to deal with with the kindheartedness and the loyalty and um he uh yeah he went to jail so I follow, I tried to get in touch with him so I contacted his wife who I don't normally talk to I was like is there anything I can do I'm gonna send him anything I don't know I did not know what to do does he just want correspondence and she and by the time she got back to me I think maybe he had gotten out so she sent me his contact info so I contacted him so he emailed a little bit he didn't really talk about getting in trouble. He told me about things he was working on. He did a lot of like crew and production. Uh, he was actually in a movie that was on HBO. So I watched his part. <laughs> um, didn't watch the whole thing, but you know, wanted, I wanted to check him out. And then, um, I always was like, well, when I go back to visit New York, you know, next time I'll, I'll, I'll see him. And, uh, well that, you know, didn't happen. And I was, something about me was kind of always worried. So when my friend called, he let me know. And this thing of me talking to people in New York that I haven't talked to in a while to get information and, uh, you know, kind of just seeing pictures and hearing people's stories of people that I did not know it. I don't know. Like I've, you know, I've been through some things that have been kind of a shock to me. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people out there have, I'm not uh, complaining. I'm, uh, you know, but it, it does change my perspective. It changes. It just changes things. It's like changed me in some way. Like just like knowing him at that time changed me. Well, this is also changing me and I guess I wasn't as prepared as I was so I've just been I just been thinking about it a lot and like you know who like who who we are to other people and what happens when you're not I'm just a very I'm also a very nostalgic person so I wish I was to, can, I'm still friends with people I've known for honestly like f- probably almost 40 years you know so uh I'm just like that and uh I don't know. You know, you think you have more time and then, then the time runs out. Um, so that's, that's um, that. But, you know, all I can do is um, all I can do is just uh, kind of try to. I've listened to a bunch of like, you know, bands he liked on Spotify. Like I made a list. That's what I did. And that's where I was at. Maybe some people can relate. Maybe they don't. Um, I was also on a podcast uh, with Nikki Lemo and Steve Green. Shit They Don't Tell You. It's a castbox slash Studio 71 original. And we got deep there too, so uh, make sure to check out their podcast. I'll be in a future episode, I I think. Um, uh, it, and it it went there for all of us, I think, in some ways. And it's not all super heavy, but it's about getting older. I knew that was what it would be about, and um, that's where that that's where that went. Um, but I talk about and we talk about things about kind of health and taking care of yourself, and RX Bar has been part of that for me for a while. I've I've talked about RX Bar before. I will again, and I am still eating RX bars, especially now that I'm like counting calories in like an app, which is like not super fun, but it it keeps me mindful of how much I'm taking in. And uh, something like RX bar that has the calories right on it is easy, it's like an easy go to for me because I know what I'm getting. RX bars are whole food protein bars with simple. Real ingredients. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties uh, mango, pineapple, peanut butter, and berries, chocolate hazelnut, and they also have the RX nut butter. RX bars core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. Turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good, and they do taste really good. Sometimes I'm more of like on like the chocolate side, uh, and sometimes I'm more like on the fruit side of it. I like to mix it up, but sometimes I play favorites for a little bit. Then I switch it up. Uh, Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, all the good frees. No added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Egg whites for protein, important to me. I want high-quality protein, and I know what egg whites are. I already eat eggs anyway. And just sometimes, like, proteins are sketchy. You know, they're like a combination of a bunch of kind of low-quality, low-grade things, and I want... I want to know, like, I want to eat what I've always been eating, and I want it in a bar. It's great for breakfast on the go, snack at the office, throw in your bag for the plane, toss in your backpack for a bike ride or hike. I'm doing the spin bike because my knees do not feel great, and I'm, like, loving the spin bike. Pre-post-workout snack. Egg white protein stands out as a source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb, and that is important for 25% off your order, visit rxbar.com benefits and enter promo code benefits at checkout. For a limited time, every order will receive free samples. Free sample offer ends June 30th. So go to rxbar.com benefits and enter the promo code benefits for 25% off your first order. All right, let's talk to my new friend, my new best friend. I don't know. Find out. Bianca De La Garza. Yeah, we don't, need, we don't need to do any of that. Bianca de la Garza. How did I say that? Did I say You every? nailed it. Did I nail it? I yes. practiced it.
1: Are you Latino?
0: Uh, no, but when I lived in San Diego, uh, peop- there, the, uh, several people on different occasions asked me if I was like mixed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Be- I can see that. Uh, because I was, uh, but not at all. No. no. I'm white, white, white guy.
1: I lived in San Diego too for a few years. What part? Uh, la Jolla. Okay. Yeah. Fancy. Was a little fancy, a little fancy. I was, like, stuff. Yeah. I was like North Park. Oh, cool! It's cool. a hip. Right? I loved my days in San Diego, yeah. they were really fun. And I'd never back. been to
0: California. Uh, and the first place I went, visited, and lived was San Diego all at once. I'd never been to California. I moved there, wow. sight unseen. Yeah.
1: This is your entree into SoCal life. Yeah, Uh with San Diego.
0: Yeah. 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 See, we got that in common.
1: Awesome. Yeah. We're checking boxes. Yeah, we're we're. I'm
0: assuming we're both in LA. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm bi-coastal. I'm sort of everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. But um, I do, you know, call this home most of the time. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Boston.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: You're waiting for me to have the accent. I see
0: yeah. it. Did you try to purposely <laughs> drop it?
1: Well, you know, I spent many years working as a journalist, yeah, and you're forbidden, yeah, to have an accent.
0: You need to be like neutral.
1: Yes, like so neutral. It's like standard issue: anchor, bob hair, monochromatic dress, very robotic yeah. and and articulation. So no, we weren't like, hey, what's up? How's your ma?
0: When you get around, <laughs> when you get around other people from Boston, do you? Oh, it, it comes a, right back. When <laughs> I, I was just visiting my mother, she's in Florida now, but she's from New Jersey, you know. Famous from New Jersey. Yes. It really comes back. It just you just fall into this like really lazy. And I do that, you know, naturally. Mm-hmm. I have like lazy, you know what I mean? I say draw for drawer. Yeah. You know, I still do
1: that. I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: not that's not the right way to say it. It's okay. Uh so you're from you're from Boston.
1: I'm from Boston.
0: But but you were like, Boston can't hold me.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I grew up the daughter of a flight attendant. So it was very normal for me to have a parent go to another country and come home and make dinner. So, I remember being a little girl and like going on airplanes, and you know, the world was just a very small place for me. So, when I was 17, I moved to California, and I sort of have um, lived all over the country uh, for my journalism career originally, which kind of brought me to uh, be a late night host in New York, and now finally here in LA, doing a lot of digital content and launching a beauty line. So, I guess I'm a woman of the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do do, do you want (laughs) to be a flight attendant?
1: Did I? Yeah. Or do I? <laughs> well, no. listen. You could
0: listen. You could do anything. You would be the best at anything you do, I believe. But back then, did you? Were you like, oh, I want to do this too?
1: No. You know, I think it was just sort of like that's mom's job, yeah. and no, I de- didn't think it was particularly. Uh, sexy or anything, and, and even though back then it was very prestigious, I, I did see it as a way to never work at a desk job, which yeah. was kind of cool. And I think that's what brought me Isn't into journalism. Isn't that
0: the like, goal? Journalism. It's just I don't want to work unless the desk yeah. job is, for, is your own desk for your own thing, <laughs> right? Because you probably sit in front of a desk for your own stuff, all you know, answering emails or sure, you know, yeah, tweeting yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. As long as it's
1: not a cubicle, like if you're it's not a yeah. walled in desk, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm happier and I'm more creative. I
0: do miss sure. those birthday parties. Parties, though when somebody has a birthday party, someone brings in <laughs> cake, though you don't get any of that,
1: you know. We used to do that in the news uh, newsrooms yeah. when I worked in, it was always that amazing, cheap, sheet cake you get at the supermarket, yeah. which I particularly love. Like, I yeah. love the frosting, I'm like, I want that rose on the corner. Right I love now.
0: garbage, give me the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I have very, yeah, very middle class uh, tastes when it comes to um, cake.
1: Yeah, it's really good cake that you yeah. get at the supermarket. So check People off that don't box, don't
0: yeah, check off that box. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we we we'll just I'll go back so you're in Boston. Uh what were you did you know you're like I'm going to be leaving Boston?
1: No. I mean because Boston's a great city. I mean, it it's is like, a great yeah. city. Uh, I got my first job in upstate New York after college. What so part of upstate? I was in Albany. I know working Albany for the state capital. I know
0: Albany. Yeah, it's like fun. Yeah, because I used to live. Well, I used to date a girl who went to SUNY Albany. Okay, um, so all right. I know Lark Street. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I lived right on Willet Park there.
0: Okay, all that, all that. How Crossroads, look how much do
1: we have in common? here.
0: Crossroads Mall. Yes, I know all of it. In fact, I mean, a, but my the yeah. What happened last, to the girl? Um. She she went on to be Margot Robbie, the oh. actor. So, it's okay. It's yeah. like get out of here. Exactly. You know what I mean, I got this podcast.
1: No, yeah, <laughs> so, I think it's okay. Yeah, let's.
0: She let's... went on to be Barack Obama, which is even <laughs> stranger. My other one. no, uh, um. There's actually one girl that I used. You just to... haven't
1: peaked yet. You're like she's out there. She's out there. Yeah, so no,
0: I'm sure. married now. Oh, you are. Uh, I'm good. Oh, yeah, you
1: are good. You have a yeah.
0: ring on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all locked down. I know I'm so young. You know what I mean? It's like I'm too young to get married. But you I'm are young. Too young, to be young. baby.
1: I know. Uh,
0: but she actually a, a girl. We moved to San Diego together from New York, from Kingston, which is you know probably south of Albany. Maybe yeah. like You know an hour. And Is that, she that like, no man's land between yeah. the city and the yeah. yeah. state. Yeah, that's, you were, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived there before I moved to San Diego, and uh, I think she moved up to, like, this, maybe this connected area and uh-huh. stuff like
1: that. It's a great area. Yeah, so I guess back to your point. Did I ever think I was, like, leaving Boston? Yeah. I just knew that I was sort of, I was sort of, I still am sort of, like, this gypsy mentality. Yeah. Like, I, I had this trend where I moved everywhere every two years. I still don't stay in the same house or apartment. Usually after maybe a year, I start looking.
0: And is that by necessity or is that just your...
1: I think it's just a weird thing I have. Yeah. It, it, my, it's not necessity. It's not like I'm, you know, going into foreclosure. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. I just like to kind I like change. I like mixing things up. So I think there was one time where I stayed in a house for like three and a half years and that was like, okay. That's
0: your longest stretch? Yeah. You're yeah. So, so you're in... When you're in Albany, uh, were you like, I'm going to end up in Albany? forever?
1: No. Um, I was covering state politics, which was kind of a contact sport, like really yeah. fun. Like the New York City reporters were coming. It was my first job. It was amazing, an amazing experience. But I knew that things would, you know, as, as what you do in journalism, you start in a very small market and you're covering something. And I was fortunate enough to start in a pretty good-sized market. But then you go up and you get bigger and bigger roles. So I was then reporting in San Diego and we were covering you know car chases and the border and I was interviewing smugglers in Tijuana and you know getting these crazy stories so I think it's just an evolution of where you're going as a journalist you're always like looking to get you know um a bigger role and I ended up back in Boston uh, anchoring the news there as well so I've kind of been back and forth and back and forth my mm-hmm. entire life southern california and then the northeast so it's interesting. Uh, so,
0: you, if as as far as journalism is, concerned, is it, uh, are you almost kind of uh, like a free agent all the time? And then you, I, well, how does it work?
1: It, it depends. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been out of it now for ooh, uh, since twenty fifteen. So mm-hmm. things change. But yeah. yeah, usually you have a contract yeah. for a few years, and you commit to them. They commit to you. It's it's not you know. You're not usually a free agent, but then you know we've seen people go across town, go to another you know TV station when your contract's up. But yeah, they pretty much own your ass. Yeah, yeah.
0: So was your is your (laughs) and your your schedule
1: and your life?
0: (laughs) Was your life kind of training to be a journalist?
1: Yeah, I went to Emerson College, which has a great campus here in uh, Hollywood. I know so
0: many people living out here. Like, I went to Emerson. I went to Emerson. I went to Emerson. It's it's an amazing school,
1: and it really gives you the uh, proper training to do that. So, yeah, I was just curious about the world. I love storytelling, I love meeting people.
0: Do you need to have a vested interest in the subject to? to authentically kind of convey what's going on, or is it just your ability to filter it and kind of put it out there? I think it's the latter. Yeah. I think, of
1: course, some things you're obviously more drawn to. Sure. You know, you see people who are like health reporters that they love it, you yeah. know, money reporters, financial reporters. But most of it, it is just having the ability to get somewhere real fast, take the facts, regurgitate it, and spit it back out to people. And you have to remember it's TV. It's not a newspaper, so they right. only get to hear it once. Yeah. And you could, oh, by the way, you can just never get anything wrong either. And, right. And you have to look perfect. Too
0: exactly, yeah. At yeah. the fire scene. Right. Yeah, there's a windstorm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but in journalism, where you're like, I have some other, like, there's uh, like moving around a lot and sort living in Los Angeles and metropolitan cities, you, you, and you're, you're journaling other people's lives, did that, where you're like, oh, I want to do some other things?
1: Well, I think that I, I loved what I did, and every day was so different. I mean, one day I was in a courtroom with the shoe bomber, Richard Reed, mm-hmm. and, you know, a few weeks later, I'm on the field interviewing Tom Brady when he's winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, it, that's how radically different mm-hmm. my day could be. So I never thought too far ahead because I was always stimulated, right? I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. But then what happened, Jason, is I looked up about maybe six years ago and I saw the climate changing and, like, where are we going with this? And the news and the journalism, that I fell in love with when I was breaking stories really didn't exist. So I was waking up telling people like, hey, there's a pedophile in your library or there's been a car crash overnight. And it just didn't really, for lack of a better word, feed my soul. So I looked at sort of what I wanted to do next. And that's when I said, I want to create my own show and and do things that are fun and and be more um, engaging with the audience. I don't want to be the mouthpiece of what's death and destruction. Right. Like, we know it's a bad world out there. I don't need to, like, keep reminding you of that. So, and um, pretty much everyone thought I was crazy uh, for leaving a really popular show. And then um, then they thought I was less crazy when I launched my own late night show and we went from three million homes to 10 million, and that's Bianca. Million homes. And that's Bianca. That was Bianca, yeah. Yes. And that was really fun as well. Yeah. So... Uh, and it's
0: from what I... Because re- I... I I cheated. I said I wasn't going to look you up, mm-hmm. which I never do. I never really look people up, unless so for just the name part. But I did, and then it was just like ten things you didn't know about Bianca de la Garza, and I was like, well, I don't know anything. <laughs> so let's start uh, with ten. When there's a ten, when there's a, just a ten list, I was like, okay, so this is a lot. There's a lot to there's a lot to cover. But Bianca, uh, the show was went kind of toe to toe with Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess that was a time slot they thought no one wanted. So yeah. I, I was like, sure, and give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it was really fun. But Saturday night was the perfect uh, place for the show because we were different than Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, um, it was the time when Saturday Night Live actually didn't have a really great cast, too. Mm-hmm. I will be, you know, it's kind of that weird time where there wasn't anything really presidential for them to have these iconic sketches. So we actually beat them a few times. Yeah. And that was pretty cool and pretty um Empowering and, and like fulfilling for me as someone who just had a vision and went ahead and executed it, and I loved every part of that show. Um, but at the end of the day, after I checked that box, I was like, "Okay, what's next?" Yeah. And how do you leverage... Like,
0: you know, I want my own show. How do you leverage that? Like, what do? You, what is your? What's the juice? Like, what do you have to? Like, how do you? How do you go? Hey, listen, this is why you should give me a show.
1: I mean, it's kind of like anything you do yeah, in life, yeah. right? Like, you say, "I have a vision. This is the show we think would, you know, the public would like to do, would like to see," and then. Uh, just sort of brokered the deal with yeah. distribution. Yeah. It, it's it's really like a like a business deal. Yeah. It's, it's really product and distri- distribution. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I was really fortunate that I had an amazing um, you know base in New England, and people really didn't have an entertainment show there. There was nothing. sort so of you, came you
0: came with you came with yeah audience a little yeah. bit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. always helps it does
1: help yeah and um and then we just i think people uh it, there was no woman in late night at mm-hmm. the time Yeah. it was before Samantha B and it was sort of a so it was weird to see like a woman sitting on a couch interviewing you know people and and kind of doing wacky things especially you know when my old persona was very straight yeah. and like news yeah. anchor
0: you got to like kind of kick back and be like yeah. look at me <laughs> chill <laughs> what was your like what would you say your if you had to describe like your point of view like what was your thing on the show like
1: you know it's like i try to always be the same person on camera and off camera yeah. so it's not like oh for this i was this person okay. i mean even when i did the news i think we freaked people out because we would be very uh, controversial. I mean, I had an amazing co-anchor who really let me play the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the light person and the fun person and have real fun with it. So I think the lens was the same. Like if you saw us do light stories on the news and, and wacky and um, you'd say, you know, I think it was the same thing at the late night show. It wasn't so much of you. It was just like, let's have fun. Let's get celebrities on here to do things that you haven't seen them do on all the traditional Shows. Yeah. We're not just going to have you on and talk about your movie because you've done that everywhere, right? So maybe we're going to enact a sketch with you. Like we had, um, you know, people come on and would do like more interactive play and games and would drink. Which always makes people feel a little bit looser. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What are some of the favorite guests you've had?
1: Oh gosh, everyone asks me that. And I always feel bad because I don't want to like name a few. And then sure, like, what
0: are some oh. of the some of the um, some of the good ones?
1: I loved interviewing Slash from Guns N' yeah. and Roses. that oh, was my
0: God. that's amazing.
1: That was really fun. He yeah. was on our first show. Yeah, and um, I wanted him to, you know put on a Red Sox hat for instead of his hat, yeah. you know, and he wouldn't do that. That was hilarious yeah. um, because he's so iconic. But he was cool. He, he was definitely one of the more interesting guests we had, and uh, we had um, a lot of hot men on the show. Go on. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. like, why not, right? Yeah, right? no, uh, listen, not complaining. <laughs> I was, like, Tyson Beckford yeah. and uh, some other really handsome guys, and some of them would take their shirts off. Um, you know, it's just like, it was weird. Yeah. There was a weird type Did of Do things ever go off the rails? Totally. Yeah. We had. Um guests that would come and like because if we were behind they'd be like in the green room then they come back be like they're not there I'm, we're like what they're not there like they went to go get and we were taping in new york like they just went to go get a drink i'm like they're never coming back like yeah. we have to call somebody and have somebody else come but oh yeah stuff goes wrong but you know i'm sure you've seen it in your role here sure. the like people don't, you're just like hey show must go on so what are we yeah. gonna do yeah you know we're gonna just fake it. Till i just make cry do you
0: and yeah, read my poetry
1: well, that could work, what, too, I'm trying though. to get
0: out there, putting my poetry out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to sneak it out there. I
1: love that. Like a haiku. Yeah. Like haiku is your next sort of podcast. What were you like in high school? Uh, very shy. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I was a kid in high school who really just wanted to be in college. And then I was a kid in college who oh, really wanted to them. be in the work. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, I wanted- Old soul-ish? Maybe. I don't old, know.
0: As far as like- so when you were like when you were like twelve, you wanted to be in high school,
1: yes, yeah, because I'm an only child, and uh, so I grew up okay. around adults, and it was very much like sitting at the table with adults and um I went to a New England, like a preppy New England high school, which was a great education, and uh, I wasn't really too preppy or too athletic. It was kind of a school where you had to be athletic, so I just fell into like sort of, you know, it. It was definitely a great foundation for learning, and um, I'm thankful for that. Uh, but at the same time, it, high school was like, okay, I want real world. I want to work. I want to do things.
0: Interesting. What uh, What does your like family think about like what you like? Do they want something else for you, or
1: no? And that's the thing. I, cool. you know, my no, my my um my mom, God rest her soul, was always supportive of anything yeah, I did, yeah. and like my biggest fan, and thought yeah. I was like so great yeah. and you know that really helps and it wasn't like you have to be a doctor or you have yeah. to be the a lawyer we didn't have like a family you know um company that I had to you know follow in the footsteps of anybody you so, just had to like the Red Sox <laughs> I still do right right when someone... I wear my Dodgers hat in Boston yeah. like I think someone's gonna come up and, and yeah. stab me yeah. in my heart if I walk through yeah. the yeah. common.
0: With Fenway is that that's Boston right Fenway, <laughs> Fenway yes. yeah yeah
1: and I love the Red Sox but okay. I also you know yeah. I like other teams Um I'm a really big uh, football fan I yeah. love the Patriots and okay. Um, most of the country does not. So that was yeah. fun watching the Super Bowl this year with that. But I think everything I've done has sort of brought me to this really interesting time in uh, my life because when I left the show, Bianca, I decided to do something different after we had done two seasons. And it's so interesting because I wanted to um, I wanted to do more digital content, which brought me from New York to L.A. Uh, because obviously we know there's so much happening here. And I wanted to wear less makeup because I wasn't on TV every day. Right. And I found, like, there was nothing out there. It was like, you have to be all natural or, like, totally made-up Barbie. Sure. Um, so I started this um, – creating this illuminating serum. I wanted something that was, like, not a foundation, not a primer. And now it's how do become you create sort of my that? passion.
0: What do you mean create – like, how does that work? <laughs> There's like chemistry involved, yeah. Yes, there's okay. chemistry,
1: and that's why it's taken me so long because I hand selected all these ingredients because if like I'm going okay. to do it, I'm going to do it right. Uh, you know, I, I um I was fortunate to know some people who had developed other beauty lines and products, so they introduced me to a few labs, and um, I really vibed with a lab here in California. And then yeah, you work with a chemist, and you're like, this is what the product should be, and I want it to smell like this, and I want it to feel like this, and when it dries down, it should look like this. So it's a really um, painstaking pr- process. It's fun, but, like, you definitely have rounds of revisions. And what it's led me to believe, it's, like, so interesting for me because being on camera for so many years, it's like now um, my makeup line is the counterculture beauty line. I mean, you – I really drank the Kool-Aid, you know, and it was like you have to look this way. You have to look, you know, a certain way. I remember on the news it would be like, uh, a viewer would call if i didn't look perfect and i would literally be called into my boss' office. Yeah. i like, "Are you tired? Are you okay?" Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I get up at 3:30 in the morning yeah. and i do the news yeah. and I, we're, and well, when I was tired, <laughs> but that's a different I don't know yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it's kind of really liberating for me to see uh, the message behind it. Mm-hmm. And really, it's about giving women and and people their power back to look how they want to look and feel how they want to feel and not feeding into this definition of beauty that's really selected. Yeah. By just a few people in a boardroom, yeah men, particularly, yes, yeah, yeah you said it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you I, said what it. Do I it's know? okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do they know?
0: What could they possibly
1: know about makeup? But yeah. Yeah.
0: Not to say that they can't, but I'm sure they're not going into it knowing about – you know what I mean? I'm sure like they're not like, oh, I was a huge makeup fan, and, and I wear makeup, so I'm at this job. They're like, no, I just like, run, you know how to run a corporation, and that's why I'm making these decisions.
1: And the thing is, is beauty is really uh, so – You think I don't put makeup on before I go to an audition lately? Did put you put on, it I, on Friday? You said you had an audition I did. Oh I, Yeah, I sure did. Yeah.
0: Don't tell anybody. I was a little shiny.
1: A little powder. Yeah, it's
0: hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets hot, and you know what I mean? I'm usually a cool customer, but I I didn't want to look too shiny.
1: So this maybe qualifies you into beauty.
0: Product. Because people like, you know, especially in the world that, you know, I've been in and you probably know the same people. There are people that are like, let's just say like beauty influencers, but they are for the most part um, uh, kind of putting their name like or stamp or whatever on another product going, hey, I really love blank. exactly. But for you, it's like I'm going to make my own thing. And also, you know what I mean, promote your own line essentially.
1: Right. And we're develop we are developing content around it because yeah. it's so personal for me. This isn't yeah. just about a product or someone else's sure. product exactly. It's it's really waking up and going, like, wow, I didn't realize how much of a persona I was tied to and what I had to look at. How I yeah. had to look. And I think that most women um really do feel pressure. Um, to fit into these unrealistic standards and definitions. And that's why we see people getting Botox and mm-hmm. nose jobs in, like, 16. And it's just really become an unhealthy thing for young women. And I, I hope to the platform that we're creating and the content we're creating in the beauty space, Jason, I hope it's a catalyst. My goal is mm-hmm. that it's a platform to change the outdated narrative on beauty. Yeah. Because we really need to get this right. And we need to talk about who celebrates beauty, how do we celebrate it, how do we define it, and how do we have global inclusivity. Right. Um, and have a
0: positive, yeah. a positive. It's not, you know, about, like, you know, somebody like tearing. Because th- sometimes things are object- like you're, you have to tear something down in order to build your thing up. So I think it's cool to, like, put something out there. It's like, hey, listen, you know what I mean? This is a cool, positive thing. How do you, um, you know, you talked about you know, creating digital content. What is that? does that include? Um, just creating stuff around the beauty brand or is it you or like what are you making online?
1: What we're making online is we're starting off with a docu-series. So they're going to be short-form content, but they're going to take on a many different, like a myriad Mm. of genres. So it will all be under the beauty umbrella, Mm. but it could be how do you define beauty in different parts of the country. It could also be sitting down with some of the amazing founders of Beauty Lines. So what we want to do is just take this sort of, Big, big topic and, and get talk to people about it yeah. and really dig into it like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and seeing what we can create, what type of discussion we can spark uh, with people right now. And I think there's such a shift in consciousness about people being able to make their own decisions for women to really feel empowered to do things um, that we've never seen before. So it's a super exciting time.
0: How, because uh, there's so much, you know. Th- And I'm kind of asking as somebody who also has been making content online for a long time. There's a lot of content out there, Mm -hmm. right? You're not the only person to, you know, discuss beauty or – and there will, you know, always be a lot of people doing it. But what – how do you kind of surface your stuff to be like, hey – Look at this, I guess, right? That's what the bottom line is, is like getting your stuff in front of people's eyes. Well,
1: I think that's my that's my job. That's my yeah. role as yeah. the founder of the company yeah. and also to be the thought leader in how I cast it. And who yeah. are, as a producer, I have to put my producer hat on, which I've done, yeah. you know, for many years. And saying, you know, who do we want to talk to that has that story? And, you know, it, it can be people of different opinions.
0: Yeah, so it's not just the same you're not going down the same road everybody else is going down. You're kind of
1: you – Yeah, mean, no, we're, are... we're in a totally different lane. Yeah. I mean, I think most beauty companies are saying, here's here's your flaws mm-hmm. and here's 10 items you can buy to feel good about yourself. Sure. And we're like, no, like we don't even want to sell you a bunch of stuff. And the content I'm doing is like not infomercials. It's totally separate from right. the uh, the e-commerce. Yeah. So for me, it's just a really exciting time because it's like, wow, I I, I love telling stories. I love – being you know traveling and meeting different people around the world but it's so it's so subjective because like, we just did a shoot recently for um, a magazine and I art directed it and one of the things I was really passionate about was like I want to get a pineapple and I want to put a face mask on it and they're like why I'm like because look at the face look at the pineapple skin like it's bumpy it's sort of that sure but it's nature and it's like we'd never think to put like a mask on that because I would it's click nature. on that video
0: I would click on that yeah. yeah.
1: But like we're made naturally. Yeah. Why are we, you know, always told what's yeah. wrong with us? Sure. Uh and it's it's a it's pervasive and we don't even know it's being done to us half the time. Yeah. So that's good. So you'd click on the we pineapple clicks, right? There. I
0: mean it's you know, it's it's a very kind of uh I don't know, it's not a, it's nothing I've ever seen before, right? <laughs> and that's what yes. it is basically is it's like I've never seen that before. It's like it's like we gave a chemical peel to a pineapple. It's like, <laughs> all right, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look at that. But I, you know what I, I can see? Because I, you know, we all love documentaries. I love doc- There's too many good documentaries. On it. There are. Before it was kind of like, I wish I had another documentary to watch. <laughs> but um, you don't need to care initially about the subject or have any vested interest. Like I'd watch a, a, a documentary about the founder of L'Oreal or Max Factor or one of Maybelline or whatever. Uh, and I don't need to use the product or care, but you're investing in people <laughs> and ideas and how it makes people feel. And I think that's a, that's a really great way to kind of um, do it. I'm just saying. Not cool. that you need my approval, but I mean, no, I'm I, just saying. I, see. I love the
1: feedback. Yeah. No, it is, but it's a conversation. And it's yeah. a conversation I want men to be a part of, too. Of course, yeah. Because if you're like, hey, baby, if, if women could just hear, like, I like you with less makeup. It's like, do yeah. you know how many morning routines would be simplified? Right, yeah. Like, wait, I don't have to waste my money and put on all this stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine, I mean, you also live in you know, you live in cities that are very um, looks and beauty oriented, you know. LA?
1: Like, you think LA is a little? <laughs> a little, like a little,
0: <laughs> bit, like a little bit. Like a little bit, like not a lot. Like I only hang out with like really chill, like people that like don't, they're just very zen all the time. Um, but my yeah. friends
1: only work out once a day, you know. Yeah, that's it? That's yeah, it, once, I once a
0: day, just a casual three hour workout, yes. four hour cool down, and then a spa session, and that's it.
1: That's what I loved. When I left New York after my show and I came to LA and there people would be like, okay, let's take a coffee meeting and i'm like okay great and they're like 11 yeah, 30 and yeah. i was like what yeah amazing yeah in new york you know it's like 7 30 right yeah you gotta- and i'm like so what are you doing what do people do i'm like oh i get it you're at soul cycle well, sure and then you're getting a juice and then you're driving to your office you're checking an email and then you're having a meeting at 11 30 yeah I'm like LA does it right. Yeah, I'm back. I'm like I'm so glad it. to be back on the West Coast.
0: How would you define, you know, for me, you know the layperson or me, like the difference between if if there is a difference between beauty and let's say New York and then like New York City and like, well, you include Albany too if you want, uh, and uh, and like LA, is there like a diff? Is there like a difference?
1: This is just my opinion. Yeah. I I don't profess to say I know you know every New York mm. and every LA like trend, you know people who have moved here i feel like in new york it's like all about a lot of black the it bag and the the pump you know and it's very stylized it's very put together and it's just what you do and then in la what i found and i love so much is like jeans at every meeting uh you know you yeah. know no it bag like maybe like what's an it bag know like this season's like uh, new like uh, rocks stud yeah, clutch yeah. from valentino sure, yeah uh very much image conscious like the new prada the new it, gucci yeah. like yeah i got this i got that we're here people are like i'm so happy and laid back and blissed out that like i'm gonna wear slippers to a meeting and you might have you take people seriously if they're dressed down here in yeah. la because you're like they're like freaking so powerful they don't right. even need to try yeah
0: they, yeah they're just like I literally did woke up like this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I didn't wash my hair in three days and yeah. I didn't get a blowout I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, it's like so Im- it's so freeing, right? Yeah. And I think we just take it and like even my my styles changed and my apartment styles changed. It's so much more minimalist and clean and healthy. And it it kind of I think goes with the the style the health and the style here are interwoven. It's a casual, it's relaxed, it's healthy. It's not so um, buttoned up and go, go, go. So that's my sort of take on LA. But um, I love it. I love it here. I think this is one of the best cities in America and the world. And I think people who are like, LA, really? And I'm like, you haven't been it's am- here. I-, I
0: think the people who poo poo it, it's <sighs> like, I think it's amazing. Get out then. I love it.
1: It's a world-class city. I mean, the food, the arts. I mean, you just have so much here um, that I think people do need to come and see it for themselves and they don't see what LA is doing and it's exciting with the Olympics coming. I just see, and the tech happening here, virtual reality, AR, VR, there's so much as an explosion of creatives here that are going to be pioneering the next phase of how we have content because content and tech have never been so intersected as I don't need to tell you this. Yeah, no, it's... So it's here, uh, and it's exciting that it's actually happening um, where we are right now, and we're we're surrounded in this really interesting time in and yeah. nucleus.
0: What's your day to day like? I mean, as much as you can say, I'm just curious. I'm just trying yeah. to imagine it. No, okay. And I'm sure it's every different all the time. But well, how uh, do you
1: imagine it? I just want to know.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like you wake up and then like you're like, let's rock, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: sometime yeah today i was because i knew i was coming here to see you yeah, i was okay. like we got we have big day yeah you know uh we're taping this too on video video yeah just, people are listening they're also gonna be able to see the video portion yeah um every day is different but every day i do wake up and sort of have like a, a great attitude um there's a sense of like i really don't take anything for granted yeah. i get on planes every week I travel a lot. Um I have I have a little girl, she she's going to school in Boston. I'm back and forth to see mm-hmm. her, so I'm bi coastal. For me, I just never know what tomorrow's gonna bring. So I do wake up and say, like, I gotta max out today yeah. and I gotta come at it with a really great, you know, attitude. And I think overall I've been really fortunate to surround myself with people who are in that same um vein and we're we're never victims. We're never like the world is doing this to me. It's like, no, we're waking up and we're like
0: you get to do this, not you have to do this.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I want to do this. And I want to I do something now that impacts change. And in, even in the smallest shape-shifting way, if there's something I can do, it's incredible. And I think we all have that innate possibility to do just a little bit that brings either people together or expresses our own natural like talent. Like everyone has a talent, right? And it's just a matter of finding what your talent is. Even me,
0: those of you who are wondering. Even, yeah, even yes. me.
1: Um, but really my day is just like wake up I go see my trainer and then like I have like a Vegas sport protein shake and then I fill a bunch of emails and then put on my slippers and go to Soho House for a few hours of work so really that's what I do okay (laughs) Uh, no every day but it is different right uh, I think there's a lot of things in LA I I still haven't done that I'm excited to do this summer maybe if I can you know um, work a little less there's some really cool places like what I'm a single gal so you know it's like we're out and about Um, I haven't been to the Hollywood Bowl I know, what's wrong with me? Yeah. It's a great... It's amazing, ridiculous, right? It's a great right? place
0: to show. Yeah, it's a great place uh, I know. There's a lot of things. I mean, I, you know, I consider myself still a tourist, and I've been in the city for a long time.
1: So well, I'm ten, sure you have years. some things you haven't done, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, had, I have surfed before. I got yeah. to surf with Lard Hamilton in, in Malibu. That was really cool for my show. Yeah. And I was like, what? So you get
0: to like, kind of work in things that you're like, it's work, but it's also play. Yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah. I try to.
1: I mean, I try to do uh, uh, things that are I think are interesting and people would be interested in. I feel like the viewer is always the extension of who mm. you are. Like if you're interested in something, your podcast listeners mm. are going to be interested yeah. in it too, right? Yeah. So you have to be the conduit for that. But uh, I think that this summer is going to be pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah? This is going to be your summer?
1: I think so. Summer's always, this is always like the most exciting time. I know this is running in June, but isn't this always like, yeah, just like big like, oh, the summer's coming and what are we gonna do? And yeah, we're gonna be out. I'm gonna be out talking a lot about uh, my my product. Um, and I'm moderating a really cool panel with on women in film at the end of June in New York. and uh, just really, really, you know, gonna try to dig in and 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 work, yeah, have fun all in one
0: what are you, what are, what are you, uh, haven't done yet or like as far as like that, that you have like kind of in the, in the peripheral or it's on the horizon or whatever, like that you want. Like long-term Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone wants to write a book, right? Sure. I've started writing a few plays. Um, you know, I'm like sometimes a scattered creative, but I think a book would be amazing and we're working on sort of like honing that I've got to get. You know, I've got to I've got to kind of figure out um, what what the you know content would be for that. But I think a book would be probably a really amazing yeah. thing. I love to write. Um, and just saying
0: you have a book is like very cool, right? I don't care even if it's like spell checked. It's like oh, you have a pu- published book online. Great, like I think that's cool.
1: I do too. My cousin wrote a book and she self published it and she's it's great. It's like. The things people didn't tell you if you get married over the age of thirty-five. Yeah, I'm like, that's a good book. Cindy. It is because
0: it's very specific, but that's sometimes you need that because if it's just kind of like marriage advice, it's kind of like, well, that's very broad, right? But like, yeah, like, I, and you don't have to be because you could be thirty and be like, I don't know if I'll be married. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Almost, I think that's a great, uh, great idea. Yeah, and that—that's what makes. Uh, for me and my my business, and I study analytics and uh, psychology and trends. But the more and obviously, the more hyper focused something is, um, like like an Instagram account of like cats of L.A. will might do better than just kind of like uh, cats of the U.S. Maybe because it's there's so many different things that's hyper focused, and people are like, I love cats. I love Los Angeles, Uh Um, and I want to see what it's like there. Sometimes it's too broad, like you're kind of um, you're covering too much ground. So I think something super specific, like married over thirty five, is a great idea. It's like hyper, hyper. Yeah, like
1: like, there could be like overheard by cats in L.A. That would be a great account. Yeah,
0: like that's yeah, (laughs) like on on, at Griffith Park. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, so what it, like, so... I don't uh, have
1: any pets, so I couldn't, I couldn't do that right now, but I can barely take care of, you know, what's happening here, so yeah. I would love to have a pet someday. I mean, your,
0: your Twitter account can be your pet, <laughs> right? Exactly. They are, they're your children, you, they need to be fed, they need to be every day, they need to, how do you, um, I, this is something I always think about, how do you... Because um, that need to like kind of feed the machine, you know what I mean, to keep things going. How do you make it? How do you make it where it's like doesn't like drive you crazy?
1: Social media channels. Yeah. I, it's a good question <laughs> because I think we do wrestle with that and it's obviously something that's not going away. You yeah. know, um, I try to. I know I try not to be super t- pulled away from being in the moment when there's a great photo, and then you're sure. like, wait, I took the photo. Now I got to filter it. Now I got to think of the captions. Like, it's a half You've an hour. You've lost that
0: moment. Yeah, that moment is gone. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, it's very sporadic with me. And I, I think the video option on Instagram has been great yeah. because you can just be like, boom, we're here. Uh, but it is it is definitely something you look at it and you're like, oh, I haven't yeah. posted anything like in a day or two. Or you know, it just gets sort of uh, yeah. front It makes you seem mysterious, though. Yeah, it does.
0: You know what I mean? It's like, what are they doing that's so cool they don't have to post mundane stuff? How dare they? See, that's what gets in my head. Yeah.
1: Well, how often do you post?
0: It's different things. I post, if I have jokes, I post them on Twitter, Instagram. I'm putting them on my stand-up, but I don't want to, I'm self-conscious of posting too many, I don't like posting pictures of my face because I just don't, like I don't do selfies or anything, you know, because it's kind of, but then I get self-conscious, like, oh, am I posting too many pictures that are just me focused? Um, So I kind of have that kind of like point of view, you know what I mean? uh, You know, it's like promoting yourself. But also not being, like, it's, like, overdoing it. Because you don't want your, your like, Twitter to be just a commercial. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to follow a commercial. No. You know? No. Yeah.
1: Hashtag ads. No. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it just has to be. That's why when you do it in the moment, it's, like, it's there. Or yeah. you're excited to share something that you heard or learned about. Um, we recently did... Um, I did a partnership with a friend. I designed some T-shirts, and if you – you know, Portia went to this really cool charity. I I hate to waste food, and they rescue – it's called Rescue Leftover Rescue Mission. So any food at their restaurants will go to uh, feed hungry people, Mm -hmm. which is is something, like, I'm really passionate about. So, like, that's something cool. You want to, like, spread that everywhere, and you don't feel so grotesque, you know? Sure, yeah. Because you do look at some people's thing, and you're like, really? You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. Okay. Another diet tea, awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another fit, another another fit tea. You know, yeah. Unless you got to, so. Listen, I don't. I, listen, you got to make you got to make do. money. You got to make you a do. living. You, I don't, you, I don't, no, you I, do. It's just sort that. of
1: like sprinkled it in with like you know some mix real it up positive. a little bit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think, and it, you know, the viewers are savvy. People know. Like, definitely don't hide it at all.
0: What would you say is your platform right now? Like, which social platform? If you had to pick one, just for the.
1: I really like Instagram. Yeah. I feel like it's a positive place for people to put really artistic photos and share things and also it's a great business platform as yeah. well i mean i see things on there i'm like oh where do i buy that and you click on it go right to the site and yeah. you know with shopify uh, plugins and i think it, it, it is a really it's a it's a way for people to express themselves and um for you to see what your friends are doing but in a very like cool fashion yeah. uh i I, th- I like it it's just easy and simple yeah
0: so what's uh, so where where can people find you and all this stuff? Where do we find you? Where do you found?
1: Uh, so I, you want like my handles? Yeah, I want your
0: <laughs> handles. <laughs> Give me those handles. But where can people find you? You know what I mean? Because you do a lot of interesting things, and we want to know where to find Thank you, Thank you, Jason. Yeah.
1: Um, so I am. Uh, I have my own website, BiancaDelagarcia. I was on it. Okay, I was on it. <laughs> and then I my. Bianca De La Garza officials at my Instagram, and, you know, you can email me and DM me. I'm, I'm usually pretty responsive. I, I love to hear from people, um, and I have Twitter and all that engagements. And, you know, during this the summer where I'm going to be, we'll be posting things, like if I'm moderating things or interviewing cool people and where we're going to be at for appearances. People
0: can see you. Because I think you need to be, I think people need an in-person, uh, get that in-person uh, experience with you. Thank you. Yeah, no, because if I shut my eyes, like, oh, I do feel like I'm, I'm listening to a, prof-, like, whatever it is, I'm listening to, like, a professional. <laughs> do You know what I mean? You have, like, it's like, oh, you're either telling me the news or you're, you're giving me a TED talk or something like that. Like, or if I, like, kind of just kind of not constant, you know what I mean, constant, I was like, yeah, this sounds, you sound like, you sound like that person. And you are, I feel like you are that person. Thank you. Yeah, and you're going to, you want to, you want to see this in, per- you want this in 3D.
1: I love it, 4K. Yeah, yeah 4K ultra.
0: Two. Yeah, I don't even know what that really. People just say it. I'm like, oh, it's got to be 4K. Exactly. God, it's not 4K. Why isn't it 4K? Got to be 4K. And I was like, if he's like, what's 4K? They'd be like, it's just what it is.
1: I want the I want the AR version. Yeah. Right. Are you
0: into VR? Like you just mentioned VR. Are you into virtual reality?
1: I'm really fascinated. I knew
0: you were. As soon as you I'm said VR, re- I was like, you're one of. You're one of those. You're one of those. I knew you were one of those. I am,
1: I am one of those. Yeah. I see it as an incredible piece of technology mm. that has the uh, ability to alter our viewing experience, mm. our experience with everything. I'm probably more excited about VR and AR than I am about flying cars. Yes. But I'm from Boston where we can't drive sure, crap. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I've done stuff with VR LA, and it's uh, pretty interesting. Right? Uh, yeah, it's very cool.
1: I, I'm just kind of curious, and I think it's when it happens. It's going to be so rapid. It's, it's going to be so. You're going
0: to be like, fast. oh, remember when we didn't use VR? Pretty quickly, I think.
1: I think so too. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cool time to live in. I think you know, even five, ten years ago, we didn't have things that are happening now so rapidly. And uh, you know, I think of like the kids today, like my daughter and her, you know, tribe of friends. It's like, wow, they really can. And like, use the word tribe. Impact. That's a very.
0: It's it's that's social. Is that social media? That's a social media word, right? Tribe? I don't know, is it? I think it is because I'm on. Like, I'm Why
1: on do I don't want to say like her girls because you know it's yeah. like I look at them as like these yeah. like yeah. fearless. Yeah. You know, and I want these young girls yeah. to be fearless yeah. and to be like, hell yeah, we can do whatever we want. I say squad
0: still, but I'm very that's out of cute. touch. I'm very out of touch.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I'm very, uh, yeah, very squad, out of touch. I'm, squad I'm, goals. I'm, squad goals. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm on LinkedIn, so like that's, I don't really know what's going on. Oh,
1: I'm on LinkedIn too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I think we're all on the same things. Yeah. We're all all just, the boxes are checked off. We're all just doing, the, doing what we can. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. This is great. We did it.
1: This I, is it. I am so um so happy to meet you as well too. Yeah, this is I think great. the in-person yeah. thing. Yeah. I've watched you and I've heard some of your interviews yeah. and I've never we yeah. never,
0: it's never been video. This is uh yeah, this is cool. I learned a lot.
1: Same here. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's make some more beautiful things in this world. Yeah.
0: Well you do that and I'll just <laughs> and I'll just watch. <laughs> Friends and friends and help and